The following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. And we have a show planned for you. But of course, if you have a question about your health, please do call 919-860-9783. I'm Dave Alexander. Here is Dr. Franklin Weefold. We are here today to inform you and hopefully entertain you. I hope so. We have on the program today meat allergies. I can't imagine being allergic to meat, but there are people allergic to meat. I have no idea. Yep. Also, given a choice... Should we choose between the life of a crab or the life of a human? Are you because, talking about are you talking about me when I haven't eaten because a crab? Of, because apparently our lives, in fact your life If you're listening, depends, this is true. Depend, and if you're not, it, it's not true. Your life depends on horseshoe crabs. And we've all seen them at the beach. And we're not just talking about calabash. No, we're talking about horseshoe crabs, you know, the ones that crawl along the beach. And those, some of them die there and stuff. And I, it, I was fascinated Is the it. shell kind of like it looks like a helmet? Yeah. Weird kind of thing? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, and far more serious topic. We had two mass shootings this week. And you want to talk about this because yeah, it's because being I blamed think, yeah. on mental illness. It's, uh, you know, there's a medical issue about being killed, number one. Yes. And number two, the big controversy is what's the component here? Is it gun ownership? Is, should we take away everyone's guns? I mean, remember, there was just a mass, you know, attack uh, in California with a knife. Yes. So what do we do? Take away knives? And, and there's this big controversy. Is it mental illness or mm-hmm. is mental illness have nothing to do with it? So we'll talk about that. Okay. Mac in Raleigh called in. Thank you, Mac, for joining us live. This is Heart Health. Hi. Hello. Hey there. How are you? Good. I, I called into your old show before, so I wanted to call in um, to this one as well. Good. Um, I had a question of what your thoughts were between you know, new natural homeopathic, whatever you want to call it, medicine versus, you know, other like, like scientifically proven medicine and, and things like that. That's a really good question. Um, you know what the definition of a homeopathic medicine is? Mm-hmm. No, what they do is they take a chemical compound, be it naturally derived or, you know, non-naturally derived, and yeah. they dilute it about one in 200,000. So the uh, concept of a homeopathic medicine is that it is very, very, very dilute. And for some reason, people believe that these medicines work. Now, remember, it's a powerful thing called the placebo effect. So if you look at all studies of these, quote, unquote, chemicals that we, you know, put in people's bodies, these medicines that I really believe in, The way that they study whether they work, for example, does this medicine relieve headaches? So they take a bunch of people and they randomize them and they give one set what we call a placebo. And we give another set the medicine. And we see who has the fewer headaches. And did you know the placebos work? You have fewer headaches. But the ones in the medicine that works have even fewer. Okay. So there, homeopathic medicines are things that people swear by. 
But there's never been a randomized controlled trial of a homeopathic remedy. And what, you don't want to know why? Why? Because you can't patent a homeopathic remedy. So the, the, yeah. all these drug trials are, are paid for by drug companies to make money when their drug is proven to be valuable and efficacious. Right. So there's a placebo effect. And I know people who swear by their homeopathic medicines. Now, I'm one of these people who use non-medical remedies because they work in my patients. There's never been a homeopathic medicine that's been shown to cause cancer because it's so dilute. I mean, you're drinking water essentially with one tiny particle. Yeah. So if somebody has a non-serious illness, I mean, definitely don't treat cancer with homeopathy. But if you've got headaches or if you've got some joint aches or, you know, in the homeopathic medicine works for you, I would say that's probably a placebo effect. But if it works, it works, right? And if it doesn't harm you, it works. Now, you know, the medicines that we use today are proven effective. There's very few out there that aren't. Right. And so I can tell you that there is a good chance, based on science, that the traditional medicine is going to help you. I can also tell you there's side effects and dangers of any traditional medicine. I can tell you right now, homeopathic medicines won't hurt you but I can't tell you that they're going to help you scientifically. Does that go along with the things that they say are actually supplements? Yeah. I mean, the problem with a lot of supplements now is not that the agent in the supplement per se is bad for you, but, you know, they're sometimes made in some little dirty factory in in Shanghai. Right. And they contain sawdust. So the only thing I would say about supplements is that you got to make sure what's in them. Mac, what uh, prompted this question? Well, just uh, I've heard, you know, people in my family, younger folk, um, really talking more and more about not using, you know, what we would call traditional medicine. Chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. Unnatural, evil chemicals. You know, so I don't know. I was just... Yeah, and I think, listen... This is a really, really good question because, um, unfortunately, and I'm not sure there are multiple reasons, medicine no longer is on a pedestal, okay? People don't think of, you know, Marcus Welby anymore. They think of those crazy, wacko, drug addict, crazy people on these modern medical shows. Yeah. And so the concept that something natural and non-chemical is better. You know what I tell my patients? I get 80-year-olds coming in who we've saved from massive heart attacks and they've got multiple medical problems and they're on a bunch of really good chemicals, Yeah. (laughs) okay, keeping them alive. And they say, well, my daughter, my granddaughter came to see me and she was really mad at me because I'm, I'm not doing it naturally. I'm taking all these chemicals and she said that I'm killing myself through chemicals. And I say, look at yourself in the mirror, okay? I said, you got sick naturally. Natural made you sick. Okay. Yeah, it's, time, it's time for some yeah. unnatural. Mac, thank you. I appreciate it. We felt good talk to you. Hey, like you call back any time. Yes, anytime. Mac. Take care of yourself. Sure thank you. Take care. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. I got Mike in Apex. Mike, welcome to the show. You are on Heart Health. Hi, Mike. Hey. What's hey. Up? Yeah. How are you? You got a question about heart rate. Yeah. Uh, 
My doctor was concerned about my heart rate and... Uh, high or low? It's high. How high is high? Uh, 118, 120. Okay, yeah, that's high. That's really high. Do you feel bad? No. Okay. So I feel great. How did he discover it, or she? Was it at a um, physical? Uh, uh, I go in about every three months. Okay. And it wasn't high before? It's always been high. Okay. But you don't feel bad? No. Okay. And if you run or do something physical, does it get even higher? No. It stays the same. All right. Well, let me let me tell you, it could be a bunch of things. But if, it, if it's like that, and I'm not diagnosing you now, but someone with a resting heart rate, there's a couple things that you think about, and it's called inappropriate sinus tachycardia. Now, what does that mean? That just means your heart's beating fast. We don't know why, and it's not supposed to. But one of the things that's often missed, and again, I'm not diagnosing you, but there's something called atrial tachycardia, and that's where... You have a piece of your upper chamber, the right atrium, that instead of being dormant and waiting for the main guy, the sinus node, to create the electricity, it's just going off. Boom, 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 boom. And it's often missed um, because uh, it's taken over and you can't really tell that the other part of your body is not working right. So let me tell you, if you're not feeling bad, that's, that's a good thing. Um, has your doctor checked your thyroid? Uh, How would yeah. he do that? Yeah, blood Chemical. test. Blood yeah. test. And so the thyroid, if your thyroid's overactive, um, the thyroid hormone can stimulate your heart to beat fast. Um, if you're anemic, and you have to be really anemic, uh, that can happen. Um, if your blood pressure is low, um, your heart speeds up in order to try to maintain the flow of blood to be appropriate to your brain. So there are lots of things. I would just talk to your doctor and say, you know, why is my heart beating fast? Could it be an abnormality? And one of the things you have to realize is that over the years, I've seen people whose hearts beat very fast. They can get weak. Um, and that's because if you have atrial tachycardia, this area of the heart that's not supposed to be beating, it can make the heart beat in a funny way mm-hmm. and sometimes wear your heart out. So I'm not trying to scare you, but 118 is Abby normal. Remember that from Young Frankenstein, mm-hmm. Abby, Abby normal? normal. Sure. Now, does it have anything to do with my feet feeling really funny? Well, I don't know. You sound good to me. Better than Dave Alexander. You yeah. should take his place on the radio show. You should, Mike. Yeah. But let me tell you, there's, it seems, sounds like it's a little more complicated. Um, there could be a lot of things, um, especially for telling me your speech is funny. Go talk to your doctor. Maybe you want to see a neurologist, and I think you should see a cardiologist. The, yeah, gu- the guy in Apex, and let me, I'm putting a plug for another doctor. Yeah, okay? go ahead. His name is Pavlo Notrebko. He's with Kerry Cardiology. Yeah. He sees all of my patients who have electrical abnormalities that need to be fixed. So Apex is what? The pinnacle of living? Yeah. And just call, yeah, call Kerry Cardiology. The pinnacle of living. Call Kerry Cardiology. Ask for Dr. Natrebko. And he's online, too. So Kerry Cardiology, you'll find him. If anyone can figure out why your heart's beating fast, this guy can. Good talking to you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Mike, thank you very much. And two again. good calls. Yeah, two great calls. And, yeah. and you didn't have to. I mean, you're saying you can't diagnose on the radio, but on the other hand... Make suggestions. Make suggestions, And also, you know, the thing that I'm doing, in case the medical board is listening... Yeah, please. I'm not diagnosing them. I'm giving them, you know, if this is the case, 
this could be what's going on. And there, you know, we have something called the differential diagnosis is where you say, okay, if you have a low potassium, it could be from too many water pills. It could be from, you know, a congenital problem with your kidney. And those are the things you can go through and find out what's wrong. All right. We're going to talk about meat allergies eventually. Um, uh, things that happened in the news this week that are sad yeah, and that we'll, I, I, we'll I deal you, with. Public health problem is murder. There's we'll no talk, doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk about El Paso and Dayton and crabs. You know, yeah, I should say it. I shouldn't say it, but say I'm going to say Every time I go to the beach, I get crabs. I do. Oh, Sometimes I get the mussels or the scallops, but yeah. a lot of times I get the crabs. This is Heart Health, News Radio 680 WPTF. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM 680 WPTF. Telephone number here is 919-860-9783. Call with your questions about your health, and Dr. Weefold will do the best he can. And coming up later on the show, we've got uh, a young person who is our intern. Yes. And and I think that's an exciting program. I'm very excited because, you know, we we need to... Not just talk about old fogies like no. us, yes, but, yes, you yes. know, young adults. I hear that millennials and Gen Zs don't like to be called millennials no. and Gen Zs. No, they're no, young they're just, adults. They're, they're happy. Right. And they, you know, there's, there's a really big interest in health among young adults. They're, they're probably our healthiest generation. Huh? So we're going to so, we have a new correspondent intern and we're going to talk to her. That's great. OK, yeah. so crabs. I'm joking about it, but we're talking about horseshoe crabs. Yes. Tell me, please. Why do we owe our life to, or lives, to horseshoe crabs? Okay, so how do you think they know if they've made a pacemaker or if they've made a medicine that it, it doesn't have bacteria in it? I don't it's know. It's the horseshoe crab. Really? Okay? Um, I was at Johns Hopkins, and I had the opportunity to know the Dr. Stiller who invented this thing. And basically, the horseshoe crab, their blood is blue. And he recognized there must be something weird about it. Yeah. And they have a particular clotting factor that when you add it to a bacteria, a gram-negative bacteria, it causes the blood cells to explode. Right. So it's called the Limulus lysate test because the horseshoe crab, formal name is Limulus. Yeah. So they capture these crabs from the environment and they haul them into these labs and they stick them on a shelf and then they bleed them. They take about 30% of their blood out, Yeah. and then they sell this compound, or not compound, this test kit made of their blood, every single pharmaceutical, um, every single pacemaker, uh, the end- endoscopes. Yeah. They take them after they've made them, and they use the limulus lysate test to find out if there are bad bacteria on them. So you're talking about instruments in the operating room. You're talking about everything that has to do with medicine. Well, now there are a bunch of guys who are upset that we're hurting the crabs. And they think, and and they're doing this amazing study. They're spending all this money putting on radio transmitters on these horseshoe crabs. Yes. So when they come out of the factory. Competition. When they come out of the factory and they're put back in the ocean. Yeah. They're tracking them to see if they live well and they say they're sluggish they're difficult to get going and and so okay we have it we have an issue out here they're crabs until somebody comes up with a better test we better use the horseshoe crab and 
if you hear how evil these pharmaceutical and, and medical device companies are, just thank God for the crab. The crab is good. Blue we're, blood is good. We are putting the blood on an instrument that will be inserted into the body. Right. And because the the crab has this incredible blood, right. this is an excellent test. There ain't nothing else but the limulus lysate okay. test. All right. Can we talk about the jewel paradox? Yeah, jewels. In fact, here you go. I have one in my hand. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Okay, he's... Oh, okay, I've just taken a hit off my jewel. Now, we talk about young adults. These are incredibly popular with young adults. Sure they are. Everybody yeah. in my office who's a young adult has a jewel. They take a hit off their jewel, and it's fine. The jewel paradox is that they want to get rid of them. And the jewel is is like any other vapor uh, device. Right. The vapor is flavored sometimes, and it has nicotine in it. What kills you from a cigarette is not the nicotine. What kills you is the tar. So they talk about low tar, no ticket, low nicotine. I almost said something wrong. Um, the tar is what kills you. It's the black smoke. Yeah. So that's what kills you uh, from heart disease and from cancer. So the Juul is great. I get my patients on Juuls, and they come off of cigarettes. Problem is the young kids, the 16-year-olds, the 15-year-olds, yeah. they're getting a hold of them. And so what happens is they get hooked on the nicotine and yeah. may go on to cigarettes. Whereas the adults who need to come off the cigarettes can get hooked on the jewels. I got no problem if you're hooked on a jewel because it's just nicotine. Nicotine is an active substance in the brain. So we've got to find a way to make sure these, because you know, it's like a little USB drive and it's great. You can put it in your pocket. Sure. The other ones, you know, some of them are just huge and they have to put oil in them and everything. Yeah. These are really neat things and they're helping me cut back on my cigarettes. And you know, it's no joke. It's no, it's no secret out there. I do something terrible. I smoke. Yeah. But the jewel has helped me. Now you're going to tell me and swear to me that what's in a jewel is not 10 years, 20 years I can't. from now I can't do that. going to be known as a killer. I can't do that. You can't do that. No. But I can tell you right now, I'd rather have my patients on a jewel than mm-hmm. on a cigarette. Yeah. And I could also tell you right now, I don't want any 15-year-old or 16-year-old on a jewel. You don't. And they're very popular, very popular with young adults. I'm concerned about the, the effect of being hooked on anything at 15 when your brain is not fully right. developed it's not developed now mine isn't no yeah. but i'm a bad example well i'm but a bad the, example too but, but the point is we should keep this away from young people and we've got to figure out a way to do it that's the paradox got to get got to figure out a way it is a better alternative to a cigarette but it might be a lousy alternative overall it's terrible for a kid for kids but i don't want to see them go away you don't want to see I the jewels see them go, go away. away okay no all right up on this radio show, we've got a visit from our health correspondent who is significantly younger than the two of us, and we're kicking oh, around. come on. You're young at heart. Kicking around some sort of way. <laughs> young at heart means old, okay? I'm just sorry. It does. All right. We're going to introduce Madeline Amato in just a moment. Also, we'll talk about several other things and take your phone calls. This is Heart Health on WPTF. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM680 WPTF. 
Further telephone number is 919-860-9783. Call with your health concerns, questions, ideas. 919-860-9783. With us now, Dr. Franklin Weefald, of course, and Madeline Amato, who has agreed to be our intern. Madeline, hello. hello. I am so sorry. Why are you so sorry? Uh, because she's agreed to be our intern. Oh, I, mean, I can't think yeah. of a... I mean, come on. Give her a break. What, Madeline, what's your interest in medicine? I have had interest in medicine since I was a very small kid. Yeah. I have like a drawing that says I want to be like my dad and help people. So wow. What's your dad do? About it. My dad's a dentist. Oh, the yes. tooth guy. Oh, we, yeah, we've had a lot of discussion about... Uh, the healthy teeth and how that promotes, you know, good health. If you've had bad teeth, that's bad. And Maddie is going to App State, which is one of the greatest things that you can do. Ask, Dude. ask two of my two of my kids. Actually, are you at App State or are you at another place right now? I am actually currently finishing my associates at Caldwell Community College. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's great. And, and then I'll be transferring to App State. Yeah. You are. Good for you. Well, let me just tell the listeners, we had some applications, and I, you know, we had some intern fairs, and uh, Madeline had, had convinced us that this was going to be something she wanted to do. She had some great suggestions. We've actually used some of her topics on the show before. Madeline, what, is your, what are your career goals? What do you want to do um, in the future in the health field? Um, well... I have always wanted to be some sort of doctor, but right now I feel like I want to be a trauma PA and pursue that career. Great. You want to, I didn't know, trauma PA. Yeah, physician's assistant. Really? And in in trauma, um, they're really important. Uh, Physician's assistants, either men or women. Um, Have you ever seen a trauma center? No. It's pretty amazing. Yeah? Yeah. The protocols and... You know, the PAs put in lines. Um, we call them lines, but they're huge little tubes that, that you can put into, say, under the collarbone and the subclavian vein. Yeah. you got to get those in quick. And so the physician's assistants are awesome. You know, a PA is essentially an advanced uh, corpsman, say, in the Navy. Right. And so, I mean, they got a lot of responsibilities. Do you know any physician's assistants yourself, or have you just had, ex- have you had any experience in that situation? Um, I... I do not know any physician's assistants personally, but I interned one time with a general surgeon and I got to see different surgeries. And then I actually was in a situation where I had to save a guy's life. Oh, wow. And it just kind of, I don't know, kicked in gear, I guess. It's a it's an incredible rush, isn't it? When you've, yeah. you've been, inter- been someone who's been involved in that and you know that if it hadn't been for what you did, that person may not be here. It's an incredible rush and an incredibly uh, uplifting experience. And I'm glad you had that. Maddie is going to be doing research for us. I'm looking forward to assigning you things, Maddie. Yep. And she's going to be on the air every Saturday. That's great. Unless, of course, she has an exam or something like that. You're allowed to be absent. You don't have to give us you know, two weeks notice. L- let me ask you a question. We, we just talked about the jewel paradox, and that is jewels are really bad for young kids, but really good for people who, you know, need to get off cigarettes. It, do you have friends who use a jewel? I do have a lot of friends that use jewels. Tell, how do they get into this? What's the big deal 
amongst I, I think college kids are into jewels and they probably you don't know, use they don't use other forms of uh, smokeless tobacco do they I don't think so I think the big thing is is that it's kind of like sleek so it's kind of like discreet that you're smoking yeah but I mean a, a pod equals a pack of cigarettes so every time you smoke a whole pod you're smoking a pack of cigarettes yeah and you know the thing is is, is I don't see anything wrong with it I mean Everybody gets pretty upset now when their kids, you know, in college are using a jewel. But I yep. tell them, hey, would you rather have them puffing on a lucky strike? You know, and you don't want to do that. No. Yeah. Madeline, thank you. We'll talk to you next you. week. And congratulations on uh, winning the lottery. Well, actually, winning the lottery. It was an application thing. It's on the radio. Be very proud of yourself and have a great weekend. All right. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you. And when we send in the paperwork, when she's you know applying to the nursing program at App State, oh yeah, we need to make it look good. Yeah, good. well, it'll be the physician's assistance program somewhere, but we'll she'll yeah. have definitely a leg up. You yeah. know, you want to know why? Why? Because they have to put up with stress, and there's nothing worse oh, yeah. Yeah, than absolutely. dealing with us too. Amen. Stress city. Let's talk about meat allergies. Oh, you I know can't what? believe that okay. anybody thinks. That there's such a thing as a meat allergy. Meat allergy. What a. What? Well, have you been to Lone Star? Uh, the steakhouse. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they have an appropriate name. Yeah, it's, because. If you're bitten by a skeeter, that's what they call them in North Carolina. A skeeter? Skeeter. A mosquito. Right. And you yeah. get the Lone Star virus, you'll wind up getting sick and you'll have made these antibodies to kill the Lone Star virus. Is it that. Something then, is in the steak, and that's... Well, then what happens is after you've gotten bit by the Lone Star, or you've had the Lone Star infection, yeah. you can be allergic to meat. So you eat a hamburger, or you eat some a steak, and you get a runny nose, and you get you know a little wheezing, a rash. Yeah. So it's terrible. I mean, listen. Yeah. There are f- many things in the world that I would give up. I yeah. won't give up my steak. No, no. I won't. I would, if they told me every time I had a hamburger or a steak or whatever, I would get a runny nose and a little rash. I would say, okay, I'd rather have the steak. I'd rather have the steak. (laughs) Who wouldn't? Yeah. And so this was an amazing thing to me because actually a patient told me about this. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, because they had Lyme disease. And so they said, well, thank God I don't have Lone Star disease. And I went, what? And they said, yeah, I have a steak four times a week. Right, and, yeah. and you can cure Lyme disease, um, but you can't cure Lone Star disease. And so she, this patient got me into this. Okay, you're a cardiologist and your patient is eating steak four times a week. Your reaction to that news? Eat it five times a week. Five times a week. <laughs> Six times a week. Let me tell you, what, if, <laughs> there are all these things coming out now. Uh, there's this new article out that red meat can produce some chemical that has been shown to be high in people with heart disease. Yeah. And then there's another study that says, you know, populations in Greece who yeah. eat fewer meats than they live longer. Yeah. And remember we talked before about how you prove something, okay? You prove something ahead of time. You don't look backwards and say, okay, these people had heart disease and they ate meat and meat killed them. It's just not the way you do it. You would have to prove that meat was a problem. You'd have to take and give a yeah. large number of people randomized to eat meat yeah. and a large number of people randomized to eat fake meat. Now, there is fake meat out now. Yeah, you yeah. hear about the Whopper? Yeah, yeah. What's it called? 
ever, uh, impossible. The impossible. Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the impossible whopper. That's well, I just I just saw somebody from the New York Times claim it was just as good, taste wise. Oh, good we'll for see. them. But don't think that things that we've eaten for millions of years yeah. are going to be proven to kill you. I just don't see it. Now, can a cow kill you? Absolutely. <laughs> Step on your head, okay? Or gore you with one of their, um, their uh, horns. Yes. What kills you is white flour and white sugar. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. And the, the Framingham studies and all that stuff that came out in 1964 that said meat and fat and pork was bad for you was paid for by the sugar industry. Yeah. Okay. Now, I also eat sugar. Okay. Mm. And... I don't spend my time chewing and chewing and asking myself, is every bite going to kill me? Right. There's, it's just, you know, think of something else. Eat right. some meat. Leon in Apex has a question about aspirin. He's going to ask it in just a moment. Also, if your question is important to you, it's important to us. 919-860-9783. Hard Health on WPTF. There's no crying in cardiology. Take me back to the bar. <laughs> Take me back to the crowd. You're listening to Heart Health. Why? Buy I don't me know. some peanuts really? and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I never go back. Baseball players live longer. They Why? Do. They Why? do. That's a great thing. Why? Do you have a team? Do you have a team you follow? No, 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 no. New York Yankees. Really? I love them. Mm. You know, that's like rooting for Darth Vader, though, you know? It is. But anyway, baseball, it's been shown, it's been proven, and these are one of the things that I can say, the studies prove it. Baseball players live longer than you or I. Really? In general, yeah. And so they're trying to find out why. If you look at football players, forget about it. Yeah, they don't. I mean, they don't their heads all. are smashed. But baseball, and this is my theory, okay, mm. they don't play injured. I mean, they try to play with a little injury. Yeah. And the injuries cause inflammation. So you look at, you know, Aaron Judge, okay? Okay. My favorite player. He swang real hard or swung, whatever you say, and he hurt his oblique muscle. Couldn't, you know, couldn't swing the bat right. Yeah. They sat him down. They let him rest. Yeah. Yep. They sent him on a recovery tour. Mm-hmm. And by the time he came back, it didn't hurt. So pain prevents these players from playing because, you know, I think one of the most complicated things in sports is hitting a baseball. I mean, think about it. Sure. And so if they don't have all their muscles right, and that includes the whole body, their knees, they're not going to be able to hit the ball. So they rest them. And the other thing is our human bodies were designed for what they do, which is sprint for a very short period of time, stop, and rest. Really? So they sprint to the base, they stop, they rest. Okay. Then, you know, they run into the clubhouse to have a beer after the game. And then they rest. <laughs> our bodies were our bodies were designed to for play that. baseball. Just that. Have you ever heard George Carlin's thing about baseball versus football? No, no, oh, no. Oh yeah. I mean it's right. great. You know, what are the teams? The Bears. And what's a baseball team? <laughs> the Cubs. <laughs> what are you trying to do in football? You're trying to touch down. In baseball, you want to go home. <laughs> Leon at Apex. Leon, what's your question? You're asking about aspirin? Yes, I, I like your program. I want to ask something we thought about the positive and negative effects of aspirin. Sure. News. 
Sure. It's a very short story. I had got very sensitive in my eyes to sunlight. Yes. Even kind of unstable walking, even after new glasses. And anyway, I talked to my doctor. I stopped taking aspirin, and those symptoms went away. So yeah. I'm going to hear Dr. Lee fault about sure. negatives of aspirin. Are, do you take it, or you did take it? Would you have heart trouble? Uh, I did take it uh, for for many years. I. I've had a little blood pressure problems, but it's uh-huh. under control. Like one. So you've never had a heart attack or a stent or anything no, like I, that. No, I'm 77 years yeah. old. Yeah. So now they recommend you not take it. Isn't that interesting? And the reason why yeah, they recommend you in particular not take it is because what you had. So when you look at people like Dave and myself, and I'm, you know, people, it's no secret I have a heart blockage, but mine is going away. Mm-hmm. I take a baby aspirin every day. Now, one of the risks, the risks are bleeding in your gut from the aspirin tearing up part of your stomach. Um, the risks are that if you fall down and bash your head on the ground, you could bleed into your brain. But what, our, what Leon is talking about can happen too, and it's called bleeding in the eye. And so those tiny little blood vessels that are all around our, our retina, they yeah. can bleed. And so aspirin can be a difficult thing for them to take. Macular degeneration, for example, you can bleed into your eye. So the latest recommendations have to be very clearly spelled out because I've had a lot of patients misunderstand them. And that is if you're in your 70s and 80s and you don't have heart problems, you don't need to take aspirin because the side effects apparently outweigh the potential benefits in preventing a heart problem in the future. But if you have a heart problem and the doctor has said aspirin will help you by preventing clots from forming, which can cause strokes and heart attacks, then yeah. take it. Okay. The, the, the latest recommendations about not taking it only apply to those who don't have heart disease. And it used to be thought, well, if you're old, take an aspirin, it'll help you not have one. And it can, but the risks of bleeding and the bleeding side effects outweigh the benefits in that age group. Leon, were you taking baby aspirin or were you taking the full shot 325 milligrams? I know it's the 81, it's the 81 milligram, yeah. but yeah. I, I yeah. talked about doctor, this eye sensitivity and so-called unbalanced after yeah. getting glasses. We decided to stop to take it, and those symptoms basically went away in like two weeks yeah. or whatever. Did your doctor prescribe, or did you just take it? Oh, I, I've been taking oh, The doctor had prescribed it like years ago, so yeah. I've been taking it for years. Well, make sure you let the doctor know, because there may be things that we don't know, the reason why he told you to, or he or she told you to do it. So just make sure you let your doctor know. Yeah, I, I got an appointment this week. I'll talk awesome. to her again. Well, listen, good question. Call any time. Okay, thank you. Thank All you, right. Leon. I appreciate it. Now, the, uh, the idea about aspirin. Um, that's something you're going to forget to tell your doctor. What's that? You're going to walk in with, I do every time, with a list of my medicines. Don't, don't do the list thing. Don't. Don't? No. no. Take a bag. Get oh, some sort it. of bag. No. Yeah. Bring your pills. Yeah. The bottles. Yeah, bring the bottles. Throw okay. them all. The vitamins, Yeah, everything. The homeopathic crap, everything. Put it in a bag and give it to your doctor. Because, wow. that's the, because that's the only way that I know that I'm confident they're really taking it. The list can be wrong. Oh, yeah, doc, I forgot. That list was from five years ago. Yeah. Bring your pills. This is a very important point. And all you people out there who are patients and who take medicines, when you go to your doctor, every doctor, get a bag. 
throw all your pills, all your vitamins, anything you take in that bag and bring it with you. And that's very important because it confirms that we don't make a mistake right. in believing that you're not on a medication when you are or that you're not on a medication we think you are. I've had my own doctor look at the list of pills and say, wait a minute, you're not on this. Yeah. I mean, the digital yeah. copy. Oh, yeah. We can make mistakes. And if doctors make mistakes, that means we're human, but we don't have the margin of error yeah. that you know to make a mistake. You wanted to talk about El Paso and Dayton. Yeah, real quick. Well, we only have five minutes left. Um, horrible tragedies. Yes. And, and the question becomes, how do we prevent this? Now, remember, this is not something that just started this year. Remember that. All through the past 20 years. I think, you know, it really started uh, at Columbine. I yeah. think that's really what did it. And Columbine was incredible in terms of its coverage. And the coverage was amazing. I mean, you learned everything. I still remember Dylan Klebold. Right. And I've read his mom's book. And so you have to ask yourself now, what's the cause? And of course, in one political spectrum on the left, it's guns. You got to get rid of all the guns and guns kill people. Mm -hmm. On the right political spectrum, it's people kill people. And somewhere in the middle, um, I think the answer is that there are some people with a certain type of mental illness. You don't want to brand anybody with a mental illness as a potential shooter because they're not. Yeah. I mean, suicidal ideations mean you want to hurt yourself. But these, these individuals who, I'm going to tell you, they're mentally ill. They are. That doesn't mean that you call all mentally ill people shooters or potential shooters. But I think that the president is, is, is saying, and, and something that I agree with, is that you don't want to take away everybody's gun because right. that's not going to stop. You know what right. cities have the highest murder rates? Yeah, the ones where... With the strictest gun control yeah. problems because, you know, you, you, liberals don't want to hear this. But when you take away the guns from law-abiding citizens, the only people who are going to have guns are the uh, citizens or non-citizens who don't yeah. abide the laws. So guns are something that, that I think is not the entire answer, and mental illness is not the entire answer. What the answer is, is those who are homicidal, suicide, I mean, homicidal, you know, sociopaths who have a particular type of mental illness should somehow not have access to AK-47s. And so, I don't know how we're going to do that. I'm, I'm glad, because but, nobody you know, else knows this either. This guy really. in, in Texas? Yeah. When, when, and this is the most amazing thing, is when his classmates heard he did it, they laughed. They, they didn't laugh, but yeah. they said, that's what we said in high school, yeah. that he was going to do this. And there are characteristics. But one of the things I want to tell everybody out there right now is stop bullying. You yeah. bully online, yeah. you know, you bully in high school, it has effects. And not everyone, but you look at these people studied who were shooters, a lot of them were bullied. And so they had these mental illness problems. They were outcasts and the jocks and football players and the, you know, whatever would bully them. And that's a natural thing that happened. I was bullied. Were you bullied? Elementary school. Yeah. 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 I was bullied. They stole my lunch money. That's about the extent of it. Okay. But it, it, it can... It can impact this person's mind in a way that the the outrage and the wanting to fight back 
in their own mind that doesn't work quite right yeah. can, can become a shooting issue. So number one, it is mental illness. Number two, it is AK-47 access to those people with this particular type of mental illness. But one thing that we can do, and I want to tell anybody listening, if your kid is a bully, get them to stop. Yeah. If you're a bully, stop. All right. There is an issue about red flag lists or red flag warnings that, for instance, an individual who has psychiatric issues would then be put on a red flag list and wouldn't be able to purchase a gun. And I'm all for that. All right. What about people who are not psychopaths, but who take psychiatric medicines? Right. Because of stress. Well, I mean, I understand that. And you look at the people who were shooters, though. That wasn't them. Okay. Yeah. These are people who posted on on the web the hatred, yeah. the desire to do this. Unfortunately, the last guy posted it like five minutes before he went into shooting. Right. But right. if you have minor depression and you're taking Zoloft. Right. And you have no homicidal or suicidal tendencies, you're a citizen and you have Second Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. But if you're someone who's posted that you want to blow away your high school and yeah. you're found <sighs> out. You're done. You should not be able to buy a gun. You're done. Yeah. All right. All right. We don't have much time, right? You got about a minute. The, less than a minute. Tim Penny. Yeah. All right. Tim is a good, good patient. He worked at the convenience store that I used to go to every morning on the way to work. Tim became a patient. His stress test was slight, and he's given me permission to talk about him. So stress test was slightly positive. We found out his cholesterol was 170, put him on the no, no diet and one single cholesterol pill. And in six weeks, it's at target. It's 70. So 170 to 70. Wow. And so this is a shout out to Tim Penny. Keep up the good eating habits, and take your chemical. (laughs) Very good. We are going to be back next Saturday at 4 o'clock. Please do listen. Tell your friends about us. Heart Health News Radio 680 WPTF. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.